This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Discover all of our shows at slashandcast.network. This is just like insane. I mean, like, anybody listening, please email, send a fucking voicemail, go to our website. I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, it, it's crazy. You know, I can't believe you guys are doing this. Hello, welcome to the Conjecturing Horrors podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Yo, what's up, guys? And I'm your host, Rob. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight? How's the gold room treating us? Wonderful. Nice. Drinks are flowing. Going good, going good tonight. Mm hmm. Got our drinks uh, coming. Lloyd uh, got us our drinks and everything. Uh, Greg's drinking out of a coffee mug again. It's not just any coffee mug. That's true. It is the coffee mug. They're conjecturing mug at a merch store. Nice, nice. It's, it's the only mug would be acceptable that me and Laura <laughs> wouldn't chide you on. You know, so that's good. You know, I'm actually glad. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, we're doing our uh, second pick your poison segment tonight. This is Laura's uh, first pick. Uh, so what are, we, what are we doing tonight, Laura? We are doing our top five lists of our favorite secondary characters in any horrorish movie. I see this a lot with comedies, and I thought, people don't really do this with horror, so I'm super pumped. It's going to be great. Nice, nice. We've had a week-long conversation about what is allowed in this uh, yeah. criteria for for some reason. And Greg thought he was picking extras that are in the backs of movies that are like drinking coffee. So look, uh, yeah. I'm glad we, we shut that down early. Yeah. <laughs> well, you called it, you called the segment. So extra, what am I supposed to think? Because they're so extra. Come on, Greg. How old are you? <laughs> I don't know. I got to give the lingo. <sighs> yeah yeah and then we literally just had a conversation before we started recording of like some of our top five picks like might actually be main characters so <laughs> we might we we said we we're gonna have cannot Vito. be the main the one main protagonist antagonist but yeah how do you define yeah well, well. <laughs> if you want to if you want to fight for it then that's go right ahead i don't think i need to because I, i've got i've got backfill picks like i said so i'm gonna i'm i've already done like a pre- uh, a pre veto on on my oh, number good. one and my number three, and I'm just wow. gonna push the rest up. So you're already taking out your number one already because yeah, you number think one, it's a borderline. He didn't yeah. follow the rules. So well, how do we know? We don't even know what it is, Laura. I feel like we should just say it, and then we'll have a conversation and review it. I think for sure one and three don't match, but I will reveal them after Yay. my revised after? list. Okay, yeah. right, right. okay, okay, okay. All right, that works. I guess that works. Uh, yes. Yeah, speaking of our characters, what we're doing, we actually picked an outfit to represent possibly one of our characters tonight. Uh, so, Laura, what are you? What are you wearing? What do you got going on? I feel like this is major spoilers i don't know should i just describe yeah. what i'm wearing and then maybe no i mean i i think you can just say who you are and describe it and but it doesn't no, mean they know no spoiler <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They don't, but they don't know what they they don't know where on your list i'm with greg veto yeah okay veto, oh, you're, oh, veto. Oh, that's that's well, the new okay. catchphrase right. of this episode all right let me just let me cl i'll clip that in post and just add it wherever i want to okay listen you as <laughs> listeners can try to figure it out based on how we describe ourselves so it'll be an hmm. exciting game i like that interesting okay all right go for it okay laura so what are you mysteriously wearing actually this is really hard but okay um i am wearing 
Well, first of all, I'm wearing a t-shirt that says, what's your favorite scary movie? Okay. All right. It's that subtle at all. <laughs> um, but I think it's actually still pretty difficult. Okay. My hair is up, so you can't really see it. But I have a giant, like, bump bouffant in the front. Boof. Poof. Mm-hmm. Just, okay. just don't. Yeah, just go with it. And then I'm wearing okay. a cute little, a cute little blazer sweater type thing that's over my sort of low cut T-shirt. So okay, all right, yeah. Laura described this outfit to us before we recorded, and we're looking at it, and me and Greg couldn't guess it. So yeah, I guess maybe okay. maybe his maybe people listening aren't gonna make it that obvious. So okay, nice. I like it. I like it. Uh, what about you, Greg? What are you wearing tonight? Okay, I am also wearing a blazer. It is a, it is a. Uh, kind of like an ocean blue blazer. I have a white scarf, um, a very decorative handkerchief in my pocket, a pocket square here. And then I've got my right arm, my right fist is is wrapped in leather straps. It's a belt uh, for some particular reason. So, so good. That's so extra. That's so extra. <laughs> <laughs> No veto. Okay. Uh, so that's, <laughs> no that's, veto. that's my outfit. Well, it, it may or may not be on my list. We'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. For me, I mean, mine is, uh, I mean, I, mine's not as elaborate as these guys. First of all, I'm wearing one of our conjecture shirts just uh, for the hell of it, you know, uh, yes. one of our all work and no play shirts with the headphone jack. Um, but I am wearing a, what, what, I don't even know. It's a bandana, right, Laura? It's a bandana. It's red and black. Um, and then I have a comic book, uh, with me. So if you can think of what possible character wears head bandanas and has a comic book store. Um, when, when you get to my drink, I think you'll definitely solidify who I oh, am. Maybe, I have but, a uh, feeling. Yeah. 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 But, uh, there we go. We're all wearing our outfits. So good outfits, you guys. You know, we'll yeah. see if anybody recognizes who we are right away. Um, oh, yeah. So if you want to see, uh, these outfits, you got to see Twitter and Instagram at Conjecturing Pod on both. Um, so you can check them out there. And like we said, we're, I'm wearing merch. Greg's wearing a, Greg has a cup. Uh, you can check out our merch store at tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturing pod and all that will be in the show notes too. Uh, so let's see what we're drinking tonight now. This is another thing we did. We actually, I don't know if you guys matched a drink to your character or if you just did another character drink, but the drink is supposed to be from our top five list too. So uh, let me get the drop going here. What's in the cups? All right. So let's, uh, let's see what we're drinking now. Uh, Laura, you want to go first? What are you drinking tonight? All right. If this doesn't make it even more obvious here, I am drinking one of our cocktails from a past episode called The Scream Queen, which is composed of (laughs) gin, elderflower liqueur, cranberry juice, lemon juice, and black cherries with this bloody red color. Oh, wow. It is delicious. Whoa. What is inside there? What are those things? Cherries? Yeah, they're black cherries. Whoa. So it makes it real bloody. Ooh, that sounds really good and actually looks really good. I'm very jealous because my drink is does not taste great. Uh, so I'll, I'll go next and we'll save Greg for last. So me, uh, I'm I'm pretty much matching up my character. So I got my bandana, I got my comic book, and uh, my drink I'm titling it the Vampire Steak, but it's uh it's three ounces uh, gin, it's a splash of vermouth, it's uh, one fourth teaspoon ground pepper. And then one garlic clove gently cracks, oh, and you put all, <laughs> and you put all that in a shaker and shake it up, and then yeah, you have like a garlic drink. It's a garlic drink, oh, it's a garlic cocktail. Oh no, man, is it okay? It smells really good because it smells like garlic. You well, know, of you course, like, garlic. Yeah, smells if you amazing, if you like but... garlic, you would like. It. I think the actual name I looked up is called the Benjamin Wayne Smith. That's the actual name of the drink. 
So if anybody wants to look that up and actually see the ingredients. Yeah, but, your uh, name's a lot cooler. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll taste it. Let's see. Oh, oh I felt that in my <laughs> <That's> soul. <strong. laughs> Holy shit. Ooh, dang. No, no vampires are French kissing me tonight. Oh my goodness. Well. <laughs> and neither is your wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. I forgot I forgot about that. That's true. <laughs> Maybe she's secretly a vampire, so those will work double. Yeah. Um, but that's what I'm drinking tonight. Oh my goodness. I wish I was drinking Laura's drink right now. Ooh, man, this is gonna be a crazy episode. Uh okay, so Greg, what are you what are you drinking tonight? I didn't go with the theme of the drink matching anyone on my, on my list, but it does match the theme of the of the show, which Ooh. is which is so extra, right? And we're talking about oh shit, you know, secondary characters Ooh. who really outshine. I feel like I would choose my second favorite drink that we've ever concocted on this yes, show. I love that. Mm. I'm okay with this. Yeah. So we all know <laughs> my first one was the Scat Cat, but my number one too is the May Queen Lemonade. Yes, that's my oh, number one. Nice. Oh, is it? Yeah, this is a fantastic drink. I always remembered it. It's from the our our midsummer episode. So it's vodka seeped the tea bags for a couple of hours. Uh, add in some honey, lavender, vanilla tea with some sparkling lemonade. I had to make some substitutions. Um, I use kombucha tea um, and pink lemonade <laughs> instead of the sparkling lemonade. But it actually it's it's really tasty. I love it. Greg, you lost me. You know what? There's two types of people out there. Kombucha fans can't do it. I can't do it. I've tried. So really? I actually would rather drink the garlic drink. <laughs> 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 All right. I'll, I'll send it your way uh, through Zoom, Laura. You know, you could drink yeah. some of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> wow. That's cool, man. That's cool. That's a good idea, Greg. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, that's all our drinks. Uh, we'll see how, how toasted we get tonight, you know, with my toasted garlic over here. Uh, so, so let's, uh, let, let's get to a little bit of show news and updates real fast. Uh, I just want to remind everybody listening, you know, if they like our show, please rate it, uh, on whatever podcast you're listening to it on, uh, you know, give us five stars. That'd be super cool. Um, I don't think we got any listener comments or questions from anybody. Uh, do you guys have any follow up from previous shows? Uh, last week we did uh, identity last week. Uh, Laura, do you have anything from identity you want to talk about? I just feel like I, I was a real Debbie Downer that episode. I don't know. And I, I really like that movie, obviously, but uh, so I apologize mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, you can cut yeah. this. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, Rob makes me sound better than I did. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a miracle worker, so I don't know if that's yeah, happen, you kind of uh, are actually. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, w- w- what about you, Greg? Do you have anything you want to add to identity? Oh, I just want no. I, I wanted to make uh, a correction, and I don't. You can keep it on or leave or or take it off, but. Listening to the Blair Witch episode, we Laura and I were totally clowning you for calling out the South by Southwest festival. Oh. And we were like, that's not a movie festival. It totally is. They release new movies there all the time. I, I really? always thought of it as a as a music festival, but Southwest. it's like a multimedia festival, part of which they release um, you know, new independent films. So hmm. yeah, I do want to throw some uh, credit back your way because oh, we were just like trashing on you that whole time. So Oh yeah. damn, but that was like such a funny part of the episode. Why do you gotta I'm not I'm not gonna go back and take out your guys' insults. So it's still funny in the moment, so don't worry about <laughs> yeah. it, you know? It's okay. I, I didn't I didn't realize it at the time either. So I was like, all right, I'm just a dummy, uh... you know? I'm just I'm just flying the friendly skies as Laura says, cool, you know. Um <laughs> Yeah, for for me and identity, I mean, same thing as Laura. Like, I mean, me and Laura got pretty heated in that episode with that game. And God, so embarrassing. It wasn't the review. It was just, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you guys are playing fucking tic-tac-toe from now on. Like, we're not getting into these intricate (laughs) games. But it was just like that first 20 minutes. Greg, that game was legit 
perfect. It was, yeah, it was good, such it was good. a good mm-hmm. game. And like, I really want to play it again, but you it probably, your inner demons. Know, you probably have no <laughs> desire to be the host of another game like that because Greg and I were, or Rob and I were such assholes. So I apologize. It was, it was like, it was our alternate, our, our alternate identities came out, you know, and they were both the serial <laughs> killers. They were both, you know, crazy people that just wanted to yell at each other. But, uh, you know, it's cool. It's all right. You know, hopefully yeah, Ro- was- Rob and I have decided that we have to be on the same team moving forward <laughs> because he gets mad quick yeah. and I don't. But I will start to feed off that energy. And then it's really hard to break me from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so once Rob, like, stopped seeing red and <laughs> was back to normal, I was just fucking on one the yeah. rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 So, anybody listening, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you guys. If anybody listening felt awkward or whatever, but, you know, it is what it is. You can't do anything about it. It's okay. You know, we it's keep it real. It's competition. <laughs> yeah. I kept it real. You know, yeah. We weren't definitely weren't being fake when I was trying to throw my computer and be angry and all that stuff. So, yeah. It's a new yeah. t shirt idea. Awkward, but keeping it real. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty spot on yeah yeah nice yeah but, uh, let's get into the episode hopefully we don't have arguments over our top five we have veto power but i think it's gonna be more funny than anything else uh oh, so we have veto power or i have veto it's power. mostly laura she's the veto queen <laughs> yeah. this is her episode i mean if, if i get angry enough i might just veto something we'll see what happens um but uh like i say yeah this is laura's picks pick your poison um Yes, Lord, do you want to say why you picked this? Why did you pick this as your pick your poison segment? Yeah, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I, I, I'm i a big fan of comedies. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like when you watch a comedy, some of those secondary characters are so good in comedies and can even be funnier than the main characters. Do you guys notice that in a lot of comedies that you oh, watch? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like these secondary characters kill it. They're so funny. They're just, it's what you remember about the movie. I don't feel like that gets talked enough about in horror. And maybe it's because there aren't as many secondary characters that are memorable. So I really wanted to call those characters out and try to think of those secondary characters or scene stealers, or even if there's more than one antagonist, you know, a secondary antagonist that just doesn't get a lot of cred. And I want to, I want them to shine tonight, you know? Yeah. Shine the light, shine the light on them. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, I like it. It's a great idea. You know, it's not something I, I thought of. We have, we have a huge list of pick your poison ideas we've been throwing out there. And I wouldn't have thought of that. So that's super cool. That's a great idea, Laura. They do Thank need you. to have a little cred, you know, they, they, they shine for a reason. So we should have shut them out. Exactly. Before we get to the actual pick your poison uh, portion uh, of this episode, let's uh, do our horrorish uh, segment of the week. Uh, so let me get the drop going here. All right, so we got a question this week. Uh, this is Laura's question. This is mostly her episode, Laura. So what's our what's our question this week? Well, keeping on theme for secondary characters, what other secondary character from any horrorish movie should have gotten a spinoff movie or show and why? And really try to pick someone not on your list. That's my, if you hmm. can't do it, you can't do it. But if you can, that's my goal for this question. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, why don't you go first, Laura? It's your question. It's your idea. I know you, oh. you probably had an idea right away. I think in your head, uh, give Greg and me a couple minutes to maybe think about something. All right. I did have an idea and it was someone who honestly would have been on my top five, but this whole movie fits this question for me so well, I had to remove them from my list to answer this question. <laughs> That would be the character of Rose Armitage, plays by played by Allison Williams from the movie Get 
out. Oh. You guys might veto me on this because I started thinking about it and I was like, she probably is the main villain. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know if she is. I think the family together is. And if I had to pick one person from the family, I would say the dad, because it does feel like mm. he kind of runs that, runs the show. Um, but I am picking this. And again, I mean, this is major spoilers, but I am picking this for one reason. First of all, that character is a scene stealer. If you've seen Get Out, without giving you a lot of spoilers, there is a scene towards the end where this character pulls her hair back after it's been down the whole movie, is wearing all white, and she starts eating Fruit Loops very meticulously and drinking milk from a straw and sipping it. And it's it just shows you this character who has been very normal thus far. It, it really just shows you her range and how creepy mm. she is. And I am picking this as my answer because I would love to see an, a movie, a prequel oh, wow. about the Armitage family, about her and her brother as children growing up in this family, learning the lessons they did, and pretty much the movie ending with her meeting her boyfriend, Chris. Oh, that, that is cool. what I would like to see. I want to see how this family got so fucked up and their family history and how we got there. I mean, Jordan Peele's Get Out is brilliant. If you haven't mm -hmm. seen it, forget everything I said and please rush and watch it right away. I hope we review it one day. Such a good movie. That would work mm -hmm. so well because that's the type of setup where if you watch the order is important. Like if you were to watch yes. Get Out first and then you watched your version mm -hmm. of the of the prequel, it works. But you couldn't go the other way. You couldn't watch the prequel and then no. see Get Out the same. So that would right. be so cool. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Uh, why don't you go next? Why don't you go next, Greg? Why don't you follow that? I don't want to follow that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you told me to go first. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's a, yeah. That's a t I can't follow that. But that's a good one. That's a good one. My, my pick is you guys have seen Twenty Eight Days Later. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the chick that accompanies the, the main guy pretty much the whole movie? She um she's kind of like a younger girl. Um, it's Naomi Davis, that's the actress, and she plays Selena. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I would love to see kind of a, a spin-off of where she came from. I think the the zombie movies, the zombie TV shows, the, the whole genre in general is perfect for showing you know groups of people in a in a crisis situation and then kind of like doing what you were saying laura is like go going back to yeah. what led them there mm -hmm. you know because they all they all come into the the situation and um and this is something that the walking dead did very brilliantly you assume that they are one type of person by how they're acting in the moment to, to survive but they are completely different people before they got there mm -hmm. so um i would love to see her backstory i mean she is so uh she's a great survivalist in this movie mm -hmm. um she's a great horror heroine you know she's like really strong and kind of a badass actually more badass than he is um for for most of I the agree. movie and i mean without without her he, he wouldn't survive but then she also has these tender moments you know when she's shopping and she's um kind of watching the kid like a motherly figure so i love that balance and then i I was always curious what was her life like before this movie that allowed her to be that way. And, yeah. you know, because in zombie movies, you see people panic and they lose their shit or they lose, you know, they, they fall into some existential crisis, but she was very balanced and, um, and solid throughout. So I would love to see a spinoff of just her and how she got there. That's wow. a really good pick. Yeah, that is like a really it. good pick and, and answer and description of why, like, man, I, I feel like I should have went like first. Like kind of obscure, which I like, you yeah, know? Yeah, I should have went first because I feel like mine is like really bad compared to your guys now. 
<laughs> but it's okay. It's all right. Sorry. Sorry. Right. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I mean, I, I'm not going super deep like you guys. I picked, uh, I picked John Goodman from Arachnophobia. His, his character, <laughs> yes. Delbert, Delbert McClintock. He's the exterminator oh, in that movie. I love and, it. and just that guy, like, he just, he comes into that movie and just his persona, his vibe. He's such like a, like a badass, not even a badass. He thinks he's a badass. And that's why it's so funny. You know, he's like killing little bugs and stepping on them and talking about like, yeah, that's right. I'm bad. You know, and then he has like, he has so many great lines in that movie. I mean, one of them, one of them I spotted out, like I said, he steps on, a, he steps on the spider, like a baby spider, and he's like, yeah, I'm bad. And then later on, there's like a, a doctor professor shows up and the doctor's like, oh, like, can we, is there any evidence of the spider? And he like lifts up his shoe and he's like, yeah, I think I got a little bit on my boot here. And yeah. it's like such a funny scene. And John Goodman's delivery in that movie is so funny. So I would, I would love to see a spinoff of him just being an exterminator. It would, it would be more of a comedy, you know, a comedy horror, I guess, uh, stuff like that. But I think John Goodman in that movie, Arachnophobia, is such a scene stealer of that movie you know no but he, he's got that it's you know he's got that specialist role in the movie kind of like a better call Saul to where he's very like typecast into a very specific thing to where mm. you could create a, a completely different story from from his side character yeah I, I love yeah. that that's a good pick yeah yeah I mean uh, that's kind of showing you a little bit of maybe what my top five are going to be and and, <laughs> and, and and these guys are going deep into what they really love and I'm just like this guy's hilarious it. yeah yeah <laughs> But a uh, good pick, you guys. Good picks. I like it. If anybody wants to email us in their picks, you can email us conjecturingpod at gmail or hit us up Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod, or you can leave us a voicemail on our website, podpage.com slash conjecturingpod. Uh, so now it's time to actually get to the main segment here. Let's pick our poison. You know, we, Laura already said possible spoilers. We're going to be talking about characters and we might go into why we like them. And it might be a big reason to a movie. So possible spoilers here, you guys. Sorry about that. Um, so Laura, you want to take the reins here and kind of get into it? Yeah, heck yeah. So I just want to go from five to one and go back and forth. And I mean, obviously tell me who the character is, but also, you know, the movie they're in, what about this character, you know, allow them to make your top five or is there a certain scene? Is it just like a one scene stealer? You know, I want to know all the details about why these five major lists. So yeah, let's just kind of round robin this shit. Greg, why don't you go first? Your number five pick. Let's do it. Whoa, start start us off, Greg. Let's go. Nice. This is a little bit of an audible because I like I said, I had to cut two from my list. Um mm. so this was on my on my bubble, but I but I bumped him up in the top five. So coming in at number five, it's Woody Harrelson as Tallahassee in Zombieland. Oh, nice. He he's definitely I mean, he gets introduced something like 20 minutes into the movie, I think. I you almost don't even expect him to be in it uh he, he kind of has that shock value but he anytime he steps in front of the screen he's just, he's so in the zone um i i just i love it it, it almost seems like he's not even acting he's just being him he kind of has that yeah. matthew mcconaughey uh like vibe just the way he carries himself you know he's got that cowboy hat the cowboy boots kind of dude um scene wise you know i really love that scene where he's really obsessed with getting the last box of twinkies oh, because it's, <laughs> it's like so they've hit the zombie apocalypse and really that's all that matters to him you're gonna risk our lives for a twinkie there's a box of twinkies in that grocery store not just any box of twinkies the last box of twinkies that anyone will enjoy in the whole universe Believe it or not, Twinkies have an expiration date. Someday very soon, life's little Twinkie gauge is gonna go empty. 
Time to nut up or shut up. Just his character is so great. And then, of course, that that last scene where he's holed up in the, the carnival booth game, the carnival mm. game. And then he closes those accordion shutters on yep. the on the three sides, the three sides of him. He just starts blasting away at the zombies with his guns and reloading in the back. That's just that scene is straight out of a video game. He's, he's such a badass. I, I love him in that movie. God, I love that pick, Greg. I love that movie. I would have never thought of it. <laughs> That's genius. Like, I feel like that is a really oh. good pick, but like, I, I feel like that would be one of the ones. Like, I don't think I would have picked that because to me, I would have thought like he's a main character. You think that's he's a not? Veto. But it's, it's uh, this is Laura's social network guy. He's the main character. He's the main character. So you're going yep. like that. Okay. All right. You know. All right. I'll save my save my. Don't videos. make me dig deeper. I've got some yeah. really obscure ones, so I don't <laughs> have right. to. Well, bring I up. gotta ask though, real quick. What would be the one snack that you would fight every zombie? Oh, easy. Gushers. Gushers. What the fuck. Gushers would, is whoa. Gushers number one snack. Gushers. You like the the, you like you like things being squirted in your mouth. Is that one? No, not squirted <laughs> in my mouth. But I, I like to you know like you know when you squish it with your teeth and you like the you like to nibble first and then get a squirt. That's what you all like, right. right. I'm not ready okay. for this question, but I'm going to answer honestly. <laughs> I love that experience. It's great. <laughs> wow, interesting. Oh, wow. oh my hmm. god. <laughs> You know, the thing is, like, when I get ravenous enough, I'm not even, I don't even do the gushers one by one. I just open up the pack and just throw the whole, like, cluster in my mouth. That's like an it's explosion delicious. in your mouth. There you go. There you go. That's how you end the night. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know this answer <laughs> off the top of your head, Rob? <laughs> I don't think I could think of anything as fast as Greg thought of gushers. Like, that was, like, insane. It, that was crazy. I, I, don't, I don't know. What was the question again? I'm sorry. Like, what would I? Like, what one snack or treat would you fucking kill every like zombie the, the supermarket in the is infested with zombies yeah. and you know this but you you know that your snack is also in there i don't know like i i mean like like do nachos count like i love nachos Ooh, nachos I, are my I favorite wish they thing did, but that's like multiple ingredients yeah, yeah, right? shelf stable yeah yeah so i mean i guess beyond that i probably would say like some chips i guess i like chips i mean i don't have like <laughs> this is like me just like being like i don't know i guess so not like greg's like oh my god i want a gusher to squirt in my mouth like you know what i mean like i don't no, I have no, it's so weird. What about you, Laura? Do you have actually something? You know, I'm more of a savory person. Like nachos, chips yeah. sound really good to me. But I definitely thought strawberry belts right away. Like that is my number one candy. If I could get a five pound box of those strawberry long belts. I don't even know what that is. What the hell is that? It's like a Twizzler? It's like a Sour Patch. Oh my belt, God. Right? Like a Sour Patch Kid? Rob, I'm sending them to you tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Do they squirt? Do they squirt in my mouth? No. No? Uh, uh. It like, it's a little sour. It's sweet. Mm -hmm. It's just so fucking mm. good. You suck the sugar off of it. Oh my God. Wow. It's so good. Sucking and squirting. Hey! Wow, this is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just got Greg to almost fall out of his chair for the first time. Greg literally was drinking his drink and Laura said she wanted okay? to suck on it. No, he he's, he's like not. He's... <laughs> he started choking on his drink. He started choking. I think he was eating a gusher and it went down his throat. <laughs> did you just choke or what? From what you said, you're, <laughs> you did this motion with your hand and your throat and you're like, you just suck. And I was, I was mid sip and now I'm seeing fireflies in my vision. <laughs> Choked on oh, that. Wow. That oh wow! That was a good one. It looked like you died. It was really that was scary. Good. That was good. I'm keeping that shit in. That's just not getting edited. Yeah. Um. <laughs> for me, I just I just had an idea though. I just had an idea though. Like I I think I would change mine to Reese's Pieces. I love Reese's Pieces, mm. and that's like a snack. And, and I would fight somebody over some Reese's Pieces. As long as you're not the guy that that calls them Reese's Pieces. Um. Who the fuck calls them that? <laughs> somebody Greg knows. <laughs> 
It's just like what I know some people. God, we're still on question number five on I the first know. person. It's all right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I just know people when people call them Reese, Reese's pieces. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's funny. That's funny. We, can, right. we okay. can move on from me. All right. Let's go. Let's go. No more sucking, swallowing. Let's get going. Okay. All right. <laughs> Come on, Rob. What you it's got? Up to me. Am I number five? Number five for me. Yeah, I'm gonna go with this one just because I I don't know if this is gonna get a veto, so I'm just gonna say it and we'll see if it stays in. So I'm gonna pick for my number five. I'm gonna pick uh, from Pet Cemetery, 1989, the Baby Pimp, uh, Gay's Creed. I'm gonna pick him as my number five supporting Ooh, favorite what? character. I, like I said, I don't know if Laura's gonna veto it. I don't know if he considered the main villain or is the main villain the cemetery <laughs> in that movie. I'm not sure. What do, what do you think, Laura? I mean, I picked him just for that one scene, the one scene where that little kid gets like the needle in the neck and he's like, no fair, no fair. (laughs) Come here. I'm going to allow it. it that's like it. a gray area. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. going to allow it. Okay, I wouldn't okay. say he's the main character. Mm-hmm. I think of the dad. If you like made me think of the main, main character. Would would he be considered the main villain? No, because he's no. not the one. That would be like he's saying, well, then is it him or the, the cat? Yeah. He's a yeah, byproduct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cat is also a byproduct of it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean that, that, okay. That, that's good then. Okay. That's my number five. Then I'm glad to say it in baby pent, pent cemetery. Uh, we call him that because he wears a top hat at one point. So <laughs> I can't wait to see where we go from Baby Pimp on your list. <laughs> I'm really excited for this. <laughs> There's a couple top hats on my list. It might be a theme. I don't know. We'll see what happens here. <laughs> Man. All right, Laura. Ron, so you know, what's your number five, Laura? All right. My uh, number five is another 90s horror film, a perfect 90s horror film. Not to scream standard, but very close. <laughs> Hopefully you guys have seen it. It's a little movie called... I know what you did last summer. Oh, and okay, okay. Mm. I am picking the very, you know, small role here mm. of Anne Heche. Do you guys Heche? remember her in that movie? Oh my goodness. She plays this character named Missy and they mm. go over to her house looking for some guy trying to find a lead. And she is creepy as fuck. She has literally nothing to do with who the killer is at the end. But her acting is so much above all the other acting in this movie. And it's like she's super creepy. She has the best jump scare. Mm-hmm. You know, they have like a really weird encounter with her in the house. And then they're in the car and they're really creeped out. and They just want to leave. And all of a sudden there's a giant jump scare where she like kind of knocks on the window and she tries to give them some cigarettes, I believe. But there, there was one guy. One guy. He, he stopped by not too long after David's death, and, and he came to pay his respects. Really? Oh, yeah, he was a really nice guy. He was cute and smart. And... <laughs> well, we were, we were sweet on each other for about two minutes. But it didn't, it didn't work out. You know, he, he, didn't, he never really said it, but I think it hurt him to be around me. We appreciate the phone. Anytime, you know, I, I don't get too many knocks on my door nowadays. Hey! You forgot your cigarettes. 
Thank you. Well, so you got this car started, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking it started right up. Funny how that happens. Yeah, like, oh my God, the acting is so good. And this is a true scene stealer because whenever I hear people talk about I Know What You Did Last Summer, I actually think about her in this scene and it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Wow. I think that she was really uh, coming to fame at this time. Like this was right when she started dating Ellen DeGeneres and, you know, she is a fantastic actress and she's probably in this movie for maybe five minutes. And I just think what a scene stealer. Wow. She kills it. Did she ever end up being in a leading role after that or? Mm. She's been in a couple of movies. She had a leading role. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right, that's a good pick, Laura. That's a good pick. It's not veto. Nice. It's not veto worthy. You can't really veto it. Nice. <laughs> it's my number five. Come on. Yeah. G- yeah. G- give her a break. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't wear a top hat, <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so where are we on to next, Laura? All right. Let's just keep it rolling in that same order. Uh, Greg, what's your number four? Keep them picks. Keep them picks rolling. Keep Let's them go. picks ringing. <laughs> okay. So my number four, which was my number five before. So we're on four. It's a, uh, it's, it's Joaquin Phoenix as Meryl in Signs. Oh, so good. Oh, wow. 2002. So he's, he's, you know, they live on a farm um, and he's Mel Gibson's younger brother. He's the uncle to the two uh. kids, Mel Gibson's two kids. And I think his character is so fantastic in this movie and the way that he portrays him, you know, first he starts off as the, as the skeptical guy, you know, the, the kid, one of the McCulkin uh, kids is talking about the aliens, you know, there's lights in the sky and he, he's a total believer. And um, Joaquin Phoenix's character is just talking about how, you know, the the crop circles and the the UFOs is just a bunch, you know, stuff that a bunch of nerds, you know, cooked up with, you know, kids <laughs> who never had a girlfriend in their whole life. And, you know, they make up secret codes and they analyze Greek mythology and do all this kind of stuff to make themselves feel special. He starts off that way. And then there's like the scene where the, you know, they're watching that. Yes, that's <laughs> <laughs> They're watching that birthday party on TV. It's this like Brazilian, you know, kid's birthday party. And he's, you know, sitting in front of the TV. And then the alien makes its appearance off in the distance down the alley, you know, um, around the corner. And I know you guys remember that scene. It's so, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so vivid. And then from then on, it's almost like the very next scene, you know, you see him wearing like a tinfoil hat. Like a tinfoil hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's so great. And his, his character is such a good medium between Mel Gibson's character and and the rest of them. Um, And just the way that he delivered, I mean, honestly, that scene, you know, Mel Gibson's like talking about miracles, right? In this very holy way that miracles and fate and religion. And then Joaquin Phoenix, he takes it down to this level. If you guys remember, he's talking about, you know, kissing the girl at the party and how he went to the side for a second to take the gum out of his mouth and she threw up and he was like, that was a miracle, man. I could have kissed her while she was throwing up. <laughs> I was at this party once. I'm on the couch with random beginning. She's just sitting there looking beautiful, staring at me. I go to lean in and kiss her. And I realize I have gum in my mouth. So I turn. Take out the gum, stuff in a paper cup next to the sofa, and turn around. Random McKinney throws up all over herself. I knew the second it happened, it was a miracle. 
he's just he's just a great character super funny but not in a goofy way you know he's he's very endearing and to me the most memorable part of the movie to me damn i nice. fully agree with that and we gotta th- this just is giving me uh ideas of movies we need to review yeah yeah i agree i agree yeah yeah damn. that's true all right rob good luck following that i know four. what the hell i feel like greg's list is like these oscar winner actors and i, I have like per- i had a baby child as one and then <laughs> <laughs> and then now my number four is actually another child, another top hat. Uh, this is Samuel from Babadook. That's when you'll know he's around. Nothing bad's gonna happen, Sam. Did he think that about my dad before he died? He sees things as they are, that one. I promise to protect you if you promise to protect me. You can't get rid of the Babadook. I want to give this kid, you know, this actor, this character, like some cred. Like, I loved him in this movie. Like, the whole scene when he's building a fucking booby trap. I was like, oh my God, I love this kid. I even called out, like, this is data from Goonies. Like, this kid is Mm -hmm. so awesome. Then, like, rewatching the movie, like, the whole scenes where where he's just talking about, like, I'm going to smash its head. I'm going to smash its head. I'm like, and to me, I'm like, well, this kid's awesome. You know, like, once you actually get the movie, and we talked about this on the episode, we reviewed Baba Duke, whatever it was, maybe, like, 52 episodes, number 52 or something like that. (laughs) Whatever episode it was, we reviewed uh, whatever number that was. Um, But uh, but it was, like... uh, like as a parent the annoying stuff in the beginning like didn't bug me because like i got it so all i really saw him from was like a cool kid that builds shit to protect his mom and i'm like yes. what a fucking cool character yeah you know yep. so he's he's I my agree. he's my number four he's my number four so yeah i have a baby pimp i have a child with a uh, some kind of contraption on his back and greg has like oscar winners so i don't hopefully this isn't a competition right now because <laughs> i don't think i'd be winning. no i i'm happy that you're bringing you know light to this character because i think most people hate him and we collectively did not hate him yeah so. i love that kid yeah, yeah yeah is your top five all movies we've watched it might be kind of close to that yeah, a little bit you know we'll see we'll get into it get into it yeah all yeah. right I'm sorry I love the movies we watch, guys. If anybody listening, if you haven't re- uh, listened to the episodes, go back because they're all great. They are listen all, to all great. of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, listen to all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You guys are going to love my number four, I got to say, because you know what? I am picking Joe Turkle, the actor's character, Lloyd from The Shining. Oh, oh yes. Okay. There we oh, go. Oh, great pick. Man, we, we see Lloyd every week here on the pod. He brings us okay. our drinks. Like, come like, on, we love him. There are so many reasons to love Lloyd. First of all, he is in The Shining for, what, a few minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. His demeanor. He is a man of few words, yet he gets Jack. Hi, Lloyd. Been away, but now I'm back. Good evening, Mr. Torrance. It's good to see you. It's good to be back, Lloyd. What would be so? Hair of the dog that bit me. Bourbon on the rocks. That'll do it. No charge to you, Mr. Torrance. No charge? Your money's no good here. Orders from the house. Orders from the house. Drink up, Mr. Thomas. 
he serves him that bourbon. He's got that mischievous, almost evil grin. He just looks the part. He's fucking awesome all on his own. Now we're going to add all the fan theories around Lloyd. Lloyd is in the movie for five fucking seconds. There are so many fan theories out there about Lloyd. He's the devil. He's Jack reincarnated. He's Jack's abusive father. He's Jack's projection of this. They knew each other in a past life. They knew each other from a flashback. I mean, we Hmm. we've seen it all. We reviewed the shining for two and a half hours. We also reviewed uh, Gorov Jane's book, The Mirroring, where we talked a lot about Lloyd and what Lloyd means to us personally at the Conjecturing Podcast. We talk about him every single episode. He has become almost like, you know, a fucking icon for this <laughs> podcast. You know, he serves yeah. us our drinks every week. What's in the cups, Lloyd? I just, I had to pick Lloyd. He's the best. Wow. There you go. We can't, I can't, we can't argue with that. It's Lloyd. Hell no. Yeah. He's our boy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And, if, and if one of us doesn't pick him, he's going to poison our next drink in the next episode. So, good, oh, good yeah. Thing I that mean, you he, did it. he definitely paid me. I mean, he gives me some <laughs> alcohol. I was like, I got, you know, yeah, nice. I, got you. I got you, Lloyd. All right. Good pick. Good pick. I like it. I like it. Okay. Well, let's, let's switch it up now. How about Rob? Let's, let's do your number third. My number, my number, my number three now. Okay, all right. Uh, so f- I'm, I'm actually gonna do one now that's not on our uh, movies we've watched list. So that's actually cool. I'm gonna go from, let's see, I'm gonna go from Jurassic Park, 1993 film. I'm gonna do Samuel Jackson's character Ray Arnold in that movie. Uh, he's just so like, he's, I don't know. To me, he's like a scene stealer in that movie. You know, he has the cigarette Absolutely. hanging out of his mouth through most of the movie. You know, he has the classic line, hold on to your butts when they turn on the lights back on. People are dying. Will you please shut down the system? Hold on to your butts. He's such a scene stiller in that movie to me. And not, not to mention spoilers you know towards the end of the movie you get a little bit of his arm uh comes and does a really good jump scare so uh yeah that would be my number three would be ray arnold from jurassic park sam jackson i always remember the 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 scene where he he gets to dennis nedry's desk and it's just like this pigsty and he has (laughs) takes no hesitation just throwing everything off in like one sweeping motion that's something i think everybody wishes they could do at one point in their life just go to a, a busy cluttered table and just take their arm and throw everything off of it <laughs> yeah 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 that's great i yeah, love there it there you go there you go mm-hmm. good horror-ish pick too yeah horror-ish. yeah yeah i'm not gonna veto you on that there's so, a there's a whole know. debate online about jurassic park and it's a horror movie and this and that and it's it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's horror-ish definitely yeah it's good hey, if movie, return yeah. to oz is considered horror-ish so is jurassic park <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Greg, let's get your number three. Okay. uh, My number three is a little bit of an oddball here. So I'm going Mothman Prophecy. So it's Laura Linney as Deputy Connie Mills. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. She she ranks high on my list because I just I love obviously she's the she's the small town sheriff. Right. Who is just trying to uh, keep the town in order. People are seeing things. And then Richard Gere comes in and, and makes a mess of things. But I just love the fact that, you know, you know, she's not in it all that much, but when you do see her, she's struggling to entertain everyone's bullshit about the Mothman creature, you know, but also trying to be this professional police officer and, and trying to keep the peace. 
past few months, people have been coming up to me and reporting that they've been seeing strange things. And I'm not talking about the town speed freak. I'm talking about good, honest, church-going people. Now, I've known these folks my entire life, and they seem downright embarrassed to be bringing it up. Bringing what up? It's hard to explain. There have been weird lights, strange phone calls, you. Seeing a UFO is one thing. What do you do when someone comes into your office and tells you they saw this in their backyard? And then her interactions with Richard Gator's character was just so great, too. Hmm. I, there was that scene, I, I forgot what they said, but she was talking about, you know, she even grew up in the same town that she's a sheriff uh, at, talking about, I grew up over that hill, and he's saying, oh, like, he grew up on a farm, because he's a city guy, and then she kind of just jokes at the way that he's basically calling her, you know, like a, a country hick, you know, and she's saying, like, oh, no, shucks, I live I lived in a real house, we had indoor plumbing and everything, and he, like, that whole, like, interaction was, like, so was so cool and and uh humanizing of her and i just i just thought it was great she was kind of the glue of, of the story to me I, I feel like because the whole thing do you guys remember the movie it was supposed to be about oh well this is a true story um so i feel like without her you don't really feel that connection between richard gear and the town it's basically just like okay random guy experiences random scary things in a place you you're unfamiliar with but you need to fill in, you know, the backstory of the town, someone who lives there, who has like an independent and objective perspective to give credibility to people. She was always like backing them up. This is a good, honest person. They wouldn't lie. Um, so, you know, once you have all that, it makes the whole experience seem very plausible and the story more terrifying to me. Nice. I'm not going to veto it because uh, because it is a character, a supporting character from a movie. And it's your opinion. But man, I hated I I hated that character in that movie. Wow. I didn't think she was that good. Her whole storyline at the end I thought was garbage when she's in the water and this and that. And I honestly thought you were going to say uh the guy with the guy that that uh, Richard Gere meets. Oh yeah, he's good. He's good that, too. I thought you were going to say that guy cuz that guy is literally in like 3 minutes and I'm like, "Fuck, that guy's scene was awesome." Her she's in half the movie and I'm like, "Yeah, like whatever." <laughs> so I mean, that's up to Laura. I don't know if I'm allowed to say no, you don't have that choice i don't even know how this works but all i know is my opinion was like that chick i am gonna veto your veto (laughs) you're gonna veto my veto okay rob you can't trash on anyone named laura laura lenny or any other one yeah it doesn't matter what her name is i actually think that she is a phenomenal actress i love her very much and uh Mm -hmm. yeah i i really came to love both and prophecies and i think her character is great and absolutely needed Talk about a supporting role. She is uh, she is a necessity to that story. I, I just I just think for a top five and saying she is above Joaquin Phoenix and signs and this and that. And I'm just like, well, that that seems like a okay, stretch. I, I don't Greg know. loves Mothman prophecies. So it makes sense. Yeah. Maybe he loves blondes. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe oh. sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is then. Yeah. I don't know. Anybody listening, email us in. Let us know where you stand on, on that pick. Should that pick be stricken from the book? I don't know. But uh, I, I, you know, I one thing I do agree with you on was I could care less or couldn't care less i can never get that phrase right about you know the the thing about her dreaming and the and the numbers that's her storyline that's well that's what they you know they just they try to justify it in the end it's it's just they didn't have to do that i think without that she's still a solid character Mm. interesting interesting maybe you have one of your other ones you can throw in there maybe we'll see i don't know (laughs) All right. Well, I'm just going to save this situation with my number three. 
Okay. Who right. uh, just so happens to be our good friend Stu Mocker, played by Matthew Lillard, and Scream. Oh, uh, good he one. He is not the main killer. He wait, is... wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Come on. You guys are going to make me be this guy this episode and try to like. Rob, if wasn't you... it? They were both the killers. I understand. But the whole thing I said was this is the secondary of either category. If you had to pick one main killer from Scream, you are picking Billy Loomis. To me, he actually killed with purpose. He had a motive. He was Sydney's boyfriend. It was his mom. He is the main killer. To me, they are they are one in the same. They are a team of killers in that movie. Well, it's like, a good thing it, I specified that <laughs> you pick the secondary. If you had to pick one main character, one main villain, you pick the other one. Hmm. He would fall into this category. So you created your own loophole from the beginning because you knew you wanted to pick him. That's why. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is All my right. pick your poison. Right. Well, I guess that's true. All right. Okay. <laughs> I think Laura's going to put poison in my drink tonight. Yeah. You're going to fight me on <laughs> Stu Marker? Really? You're going to fight I'm me? Not gonna, I'm not going to. I'm not. No, I'm not fighting you on him. He is fucking great. But yeah, I, he was on my I, he was on my bubble list for sure. I didn't even consider him because I consider him one of the main killers. Like he's one of the main killers in that movie. Yeah. He is a killer from the Scream franchise. Was he the main killer if you had to pick one from Scream? The first Scream? No. Like I said, to me, they're one in the same. Like they are a tag team. Like they go together like peanut butter and jelly. Like they're they're, they're a tag the same team, guy. but they're not one in the same. Okay, let's get into okay, it. Okay, okay. <laughs> the reason Stu is so fucking fantastic, not only is he super eccentric, he seems like a total silly drunk, maybe, maybe even stoner. He is fantastic. But literally, he kills for no reason. He is an actual psychopath. Billy has all these motives and scream. And then he just has his little butt boy, I think Tatum refers to him as. What? Right? And like he's just around because he he's fucking psycho and wants to kill. And he has the best lines in the movie. Finding you dipshit, get up! I can't, Billy. Oh, you caught me too deep. I think I'm dying here, man. <laughs> Hello? Oh, Stu, Stu, Stu. What's your motive? Billy's got one. The police are on their way. What are you going to tell them? Peer pressure. I'm far too sensitive. I'm going to rip you up, you bitch! Just like your fucking mother! You've got to find me first, you pansy-ass mama's boy! Fuck! Ah, fucking hit me with a phone, dick! Did you really call the police? You miss your sorry ass, I My mom and dad are I, I think this is one of Matthew Lillard's best roles, honestly. That was yeah, like the yeah. peak of his his career, maybe, was that movie, right? Oh, it's so mm -hmm. it's so good. Yeah, he it it was pretty hard to find a spot for him. Um, he's just so much fun. Hmm. You know, Scream Scream is a really scary movie, and it holds up because it actually still scares people. But he brings a lot of comedy. Uh, there's a lot of comedy in Scream, and he brings oh, yeah. the majority of it. So. Okay. He's my solid number three pick. All, All right. right. I'm okay. I'm going to change the order here. I'm just going to whatever skip, Rob skip wants me. to I'm, talk I get, about. I get yeah. skipped. Okay. All right. I'm actually going to have myself go first for number two because I feel like it, it goes together. 
My number two is Billy Loomis. Billy Loomis. Casey <laughs> Becker, played by Drew Barrymore. Don't okay. fight me on her being a main character. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to fight you on that. I'm not going to fight you on that. One. All right. I mean, number two, talk about a knockout performance. She is in the movie for the first opening 12 minutes of Scream. We reviewed this movie. We talked about how important the opening is. I won't go into more detail on that. But, you know, we got the star actress getting killed off in the beginning of the movie uh her acting though i don't know that we talked a lot about her acting in our episode when we reviewed scream it's fantastic she goes from being super flirty and happy to being instantly horrified and scared do you have a boyfriend mm. no you never told me your name why do you want to know my name i want to know who i'm looking at what did you say I want to know who I'm talking to. That's not what you said. What do you think I said? Hello? Look, I gotta go. Wait, I thought we were gonna go out. Uh, nah, I don't think so. Don't hang up on me. Shit. Yes? I told you not to hang up on me. What do you want? Well, dial someone else, okay? Listen, asshole! No, you listen, you little bitch! If you hang up on me again, I'll cut you like a fish, understand? <laughs> yeah. Is this some kind of joke? More of a game, really. Can you handle that? Her acting is so good. Her body, you can read her body language and how mm -hmm. she's moving her shoulders to be kind of like, you know, she's moving around, she's flirty, and then all of a sudden she kind of caves in and she's running around and she's really scared. It is incredible. The opening of Scream makes the movie, you know, a lot. We talk a lot about yes. endings and how we need to land endings, but Scream lands the opening and oh, it's, yeah. it's what you think about when you think of scream you think about mm -hmm. that opening mm -hmm. and this movie has aged so well and we just continue to think of the opening and i don't know that we would have had that same effect even though the writing is fantastic i am not discounting kevin williamson or wes craven at all but you need to have the writing the directing and the actress and i think drew barrymore killed it Okay, I'm, right. I can't, I nice. can't argue with that. So, so that's a good pick, you know. But yeah, how so many, gonna, uh, how many screen characters are on your fucking list? Just wait. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's more. Jesus oh, Christ! Oh my God! Good. Wow, you said it's like just pick your favorite screen one. characters. Okay, but but it makes sense for you. It's your it's your favorite movie. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I had your the favorite, dream. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you what do you, what do you think of that? Is that a good pick, Greg? That one's your your approve of that one? Oh yeah, just based <laughs> on the minutes alone, she's in the movie for about five minutes. Yeah. So it qualifies. And again, you're right. When I think of Scream, for some reason, her face pops up in my mind. Number one face on every poster. That's it. Yeah. yeah she's like, she's like the anti Laura Linney. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. All right. Greg, why don't you give us your number two pick? All right. My number two pick is going to be contested, but I'm still going based on right. Laura's. Let me, let me know, have a drink. Let me have a drink. Let me get yeah, ready. Take, take a sip of that garlic or whatever you got. Okay. Oh, all right. Let's so, go. <laughs> <laughs> my number two pick seven morgan freeman as the no. somerset 
no, 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 no. Laura, come on. You can't let him have Morgan Freeman in seven. The number one character in this movie protagonist is Brad Pitt. The number one antagonist is Voldemort, who should not be named. I'm going with I'm going with Morgan Freeman. I remember getting up one morning and going to work. Just another day like any other, except it was the first day after I knew about pregnancy. And I felt this fear for the first time ever. I remember thinking, how can I bring a child into a world like this? How can how can a person grow up with all this around them? I told her I didn't want to have it. And over the next few weeks, I wore her down. I can tell you now that I'm, I know, I mean, <laughs> I'm positive that I made the right decision. But there's not a day that passes that I don't wish that I made a different choice. You can't argue that, right? Based Bob, on your rules? If you had to pick one person from seven, it is Brad Pitt. I agree with Greg 100%. You guys, maybe I'm the one that didn't understand this freaking <laughs> this uh, episode then and what we're supposed to find because like I always took it as like, you know, some like a supporting character. What's the supporting character? The supporting character is not the main one character. If you ask a million people in this fucking world, is Morgan Freeman a supporting character in seven? Yes. A million of them will say, no, he's, the, he's one of the main characters. He's not a supporting character he'll be that's a, ridiculous he, he could get nomination for supporting actor i think yep oh, oh, oh so that's the criteria yes. we're going by the oscars that's our criteria yep. now oh could my be. goodness okay all right Jeez, well, I'm gonna change my list then. I'm just gonna start oh, naming Rob people is, I love. Rob is seeing red again. This is. <laughs> I am. You think? Yeah, this isn't my bandana anymore. This is my face. Rob, we're gonna call you. We're gonna call you Red Rob. Red, red Rob. Rob. Yeah. <laughs> this is just like insane. I, I mean, like I, anybody listening, please email, send a fucking voicemail, go to our website. I don't. I don't know what to do. Like it, it's crazy. You know, I can't believe you guys are doing this. The game master just approved my pick right there. Yeah, and she's in the oh, bag. Well, she said stew, so she can't go against it. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting I'm getting screwed here. What's happening? <laughs> I made it clear. If you had to pick one main character and or one killer, everyone else counts. Okay? Oh, you have goodness. to pick one. So if there are two main characters, who is the number one character? Rob, I think it'll make you feel better w- when you hear who I took off because they they clearly <laughs> don't fall into that category. They're even worse than that, Greg. They're, they're, they're worse. Yeah. It's just Brad Pitt. It's Brad Pitt, actually. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, like I said, this is Laura's episode. I'm just trying to like give it a, a different voice here and say what what I'm feeling. But uh, okay, all right, all right, okay. Rob. Before you go, mm-hmm. you sip so your cocktail. I just took a sip and now I'm more angry because <laughs> it tastes like garbage. <laughs> hey, that was your doing, not mine. That was my doing. That's my doing. Yeah, that's true. Okay, all right, all right, okay. All right, let's hear it. Let's do okay. it. Okay, yeah, my uh, let's see, who's the biggest actor I can think of and put him on my list as like a supporting character? Come uh, on, my- man. <laughs> Um, I, I'm uh, my my number two. Then my number two is uh is is Rick Moranis from Ghostbusters, 1984. Louis Tully, uh, to me, clearly a supporting character. He's not in one of the main cast. He's not one of the four fucking Ghostbusters. You know, uh, I would never pick those guys. That would be illegal. Um, but I mean, I think he I think he's hilarious in that movie. 
you know, he has some of the best lines. He's talking about he's the key master and he's trying to get with uh, Sigourney Weaver and he's running around the street like Good a dog. Pick. I mean, he's he's so awesome in that movie. He was actually in debate of like who I would want to see a spinoff movie from or a mm. show because I could watch mm. Rick Moranis just be hilarious for the whole movie. I am Vince. Vince Clortho, key master of Gozer. Volcus Sildrow, our lord of the Sebulia. Are you the gatekeeper? Hey, he pulls the wagon. I make the deals. You want to ride? Wait for the sign. Then all prisoners will be released. You will perish in flames! You will perish in flames! What an asshole. I mean, yeah. he has so many great lines in that movie. Just I can tell he's just ad-libbing with Sigourney Weaver in the beginning when he's trying to like get her to come to his party or whatever. And he's he's just talking bullshit. He's talking about there, there I wrote down a quote. He he says that he he said that he just got done working out and he said he recorded like a 20-minute jazzercise and he said he sped up the film so he could do it in 10 minutes and he's really sweaty. It was just like <laughs> such like a ridiculous line and so funny. And I mean, to me, he like is totally steals those scenes in that movie. And you're talking about a movie with Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Sigourney Weaver, all people I would not pick for this fucking list because they're all main characters to me. Um, but, you know, that's that's my pick. That's my number two. Rick Moranis from Ghostbusters. Nice. OK, I think that is a fantastic pick, but I'm going to challenge you. Oh, OK. If you had to pick one and only one main character of the main four Ghostbusters, pick your main character bill murray it's bill murray the no the it doesn't matter the movie is called ghostbusters it's not called ghostbuster it's it's it is an ensemble cast they are all four characters you know <laughs> they all count evenly to me i'm not gonna do that you know wait rob how, how did i go from being the guy who thought we were picking fucking like the guy who's on the street the fixing backups. a you know a door <laughs> on a building to like to getting the rules right I don't know. I guess me and you were on opposite. It's like coherence, man. We're in different realities. I we're think I don't know what's happening. Yeah, it's it's yeah. identity. We're different identities tonight. I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Okay. All right. So All who's, right. who's who's next, Laura? Who's next? We're gonna we're gonna let you calm down a little bit. Uh, All right. Great. Thank you. I cannot wait to hear your number one pick. I can't wait either. All right, my <laughs> number one pick on the this list. This list. Lisk. Jeez, I've had too much of my drink too. <laughs> The, to me, the, the standout in my mind who is the definition of steal the show, you know, Mr. Steal Your Girl in the horror movie genre, it's Ma Dong Suk, i.e. Don Lee as his English name, as Sang Wa in Train to Busan. This guy, he, he steals the whole movie from me. He's yeah. simply a badass. And if you haven't watched this movie in a while, You'll remember him as the beefcake dude. You know, he's not like a conventional action star kind of guy. Like, let me ask you this. Like, when you think of like a badass guy, you think of like a Chuck Norris, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the rock kind of guy. This guy is not like that. He's very like low key, um, kind of well dressed in his own way. And he's got this laid back, tired expression. And you don't really get to him all that much, you know, until like maybe a third of the way in. But the character that he plays in this movie is is so fantastic. He's protecting his wife the whole time. He's putting his life on the line to save the other passengers, to save other people. Um, he's also doing really cool action-y things. That scene, I always love that scene where he's running to get back onto the train. And, you know, the train's still kind of gathering momentum. And the zombies are coming after him. He veers away for a second to get the the SWAT shield and the bat, and then run back to the train and bash through the zombies. Hello. 
you know, and then he's just going beast mode the entire movie, beating up zombies, throwing them into the freaking ceiling. Like, it's crazy. Uh, In a movie where, you know, people are just out to fend for themselves and, you know, a lot of them, just a lot of smaller people, (laughs) quite frankly, he definitely he definitely stands out. And I think when you have a movie that's that's a foreign film. And you can't you have to read what they're saying on the screen because, you know, we're reading the, the Korean subtitles um, and you can't actually hear what they have to say. You're gauging their performance based on their body language, you know, their expressions and yeah. just kind of their movements. And I think it's it's harder sometimes to relate to people when you can't actually hear like the inflections in their voice and you're not used to how they're saying things. So I think it's even more impressive. The fact that, that he stood out, he's the coolest character uh, in, in this movie uh, to me. So he's my number one pick for so extra is, uh, is Don, Don Lee Singwa. Yeah. I, that's a great pick. I don't know how Rob is going to argue this one because he is truly a secondary character. He's not the main guy. He's not the villain. He's not even the little girl. Like he doesn't even make it to the end. Like <laughs> didn't get close. Totally. He's one of my favorite parts of that movie. That is such a solid pick. That that actually is a good pick. I'm not going to debate that pick. Like to me, nice. he's not that that is a father daughter story. Like he's uh, that's them too. That's their main story. He to me, he is a so- supporting character and a great one at that. Morgan Freeman. I'm still angry about Morgan Freeman. <laughs> to me, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh my goodness. Laura Linney. I'm starting to be like, whatever. I don't care about her character enough to fight about it anymore. But Morgan Freeman, like that's insane to me. I can't believe it. But uh, okay, you, you can go and help. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to go next here. You guys, I am riding the scream train all the way through. That's nice. clearly if you don't know who I dressed up as, I'm about to tell you I had my scream drink. My number one supporting character, surprisingly, comes from Scream 4. It is Hayden Panettiere's character, Kirby. I hear you like horror movies, Kirby, but do you like them as much as him? Forget watching Stab. You get to live it. No, 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 no. He's the expert. It's not me. Warm-up question. Jason's weapon. Uh, it's a machete. There, you see, you do know the genre. Michael Myers. Uh, butcher knife. Leatherface. Uh, chainsaw, please! Just ask Sydney if you need some help. Freddy Krueger! Uh, uh, raise your hands! Name the movie that started the slasher craze. Halloween, Ooh. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Last House on the Left, or Psycho? Psycho! None of the above! Peeping Tom, 1960, directed by Michael Powell. First movie to ever put the audience in the killer's POV. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Please, just ask me one more question, just one more. Then it's time for your last chance question. Name the remake of the groundbreaking horror movie in which the villain... Halloween, uh, Texas Chainsaw, Dawn of the Dead, The Hills Have Eyes, Amityville Horror, uh, Last House on the Left, Friday the 13th, and A Nightmare on Elm Street, My Bloody Valentine, When a Stranger Calls Prom Night, Black Christmas, House of Wax, The Fog, uh, Piranha. It's one of those, right? Right? She is quick-witted. She's fucking smart. She's badass. She takes nobody's shit. Uh, She is a true horror fan and a relatable one at that. I read an article that she takes the best characters of Tatum, Randy, and Sydney, all from Scream 1, and they make a character that solid acting, solid writing, like you actually relate with her. I. 
oh God, she is my favorite. She stood out the most to me in Scream 4. Mm. There's a lot of talk around Scream 5 right now. And there's a lot of buzz that we want to we wanna see her come back. I don't know if it's going to happen. We'll see. This is obviously major spoilers, but her quote unquote death in Scream 4 hit the hardest. I mean, we all collectively as Scream franchise fans just were, ugh, it was really painful. So hopefully it's not true and she comes back. And yeah, she is my number one. And who I dressed up as, if you didn't already figure that out. Nice. Wow. Okay. Uh, that's a good pick. Like I said, I'm, I can't debate that one. She's definitely not a main person in that movie. So no. that's good. Yeah. Is that a good pick, Greg? You, you like that pick too, Greg? Shamefully, I have not seen the movie. Ooh. <laughs> I just ruined the whole thing for you. But I liked her. I liked her in Heroes. So. Um, <laughs> oh my God. That's, yeah. What? That, that's mostly all I know her from too. Yeah. I mean, I've seen her and I've seen Scream 4. But uh, yeah, definitely heroes. That's where she she you know started everything. Yeah, save the cheerleader, save the world. Shit. Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, all right, Rob. We're up to me. My number one now. My number one. Yep. Yeah, my number one. Same as Laura. Uh, I think we actually all did it, Greg. You were dressed as your number one character too, right, Greg? It ended up being that way. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes. we're all doing the same thing. I got, I got cool. my, I got my red bandana on. I got my comic book. Uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm representing two people, you know, technically the Frog Brothers from the Lost Boys. Yeah. 1987 film. You got Edgar and Allen. Notice anything unusual about Santa Carla yet? No. It's a pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. Are you guys sniffing old newsprint or something? You think you really know what's happening around here, don't you? Well, I'll tell you something. You don't know shit, buddy. Yeah. You think we just work in a comic book store for our folks, huh? Actually, I thought it was a bakery. This is just our cover. We're dedicated to a higher purpose. We're fighters for truth, justice, and the American way. Right. Hey, man. Read this. I told you, I don't like horror comics. Think of it more as a survival manual. There's a number on the back. And pray that you never need to call us. I'll pray I never need to call you. Um, but just they're so funny in the Lost Boys. They're so hilarious. Every scene that those two guys are in, mostly Corey Feldman as the Frog Brother, to me, he just steals everything he does in that movie. He's so funny. Yeah. He's so yeah. like dry witted in that movie. They think they're such badass vampire hunters. And then every time they actually come face to face, you could tell like they're fucking scared shitless. So it's just like so hilarious. I mean, they have some of the best lines in the movie. You know, they have the, the you know, it's the attack of Eddie Munster line. Uh, he has the whole like, you know, uh, what is it called? The great, the blood sucking Brady bunch. <laughs> you know, he has so many great one liners in that movie. And to me, like one of the funniest scenes in that movie is when you know the two frog brothers try to uh get the best out of the the old you know spoilers the old man vampire at the end and they're having a dinner scene and that's why i got garlic in my drink tonight they try to make him eat garlic and they try to like turn off the lights and put a mirror in front of his face it's such a comedic scene and it's just so funny like that movie the lost boys it's like it has scary scenes in it but it's mostly a comedic movie and it's mostly all those two kids those kids are so hilarious so the frog brothers number one for me uh i i love them i love it that's a a solid pick you know what is is something that i really like about certain horror movies and i think that 
maybe Lost Boys may have influenced Stranger Things a little bit in this way. It's like when you have an an event that's happening, but then you're hitting it from different levels. Like the adults have their own story, the younger adults have their their own, and then like the kids. And you you kind of like see the three stories you know transpire, and then that kind of comes to a head at the very end. You see that a lot in Stranger Things. You got that a lot in in Lost Boys. Like they were, you know, tackling the vampire situation from their own little level that nobody had any idea about. And in some ways, they're even more informed than everybody else, which made like that comedic aspect so much more rich. Um, yeah, I just I love that. That's that's such a solid pick for me. Good job. Thank nice, you, Rob. Thank you. Nice are you feeling a little better? Are you are you coming down? Still angry about Morgan Freeman. No, I'm still angry. Yeah. Okay. Right, I'm gonna keep talking. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move on and try to diffuse the situation. Um well, first of all, I think everyone's picks were amazing. Don't say anything wrong. Uh, I think they were all really good. I love how none of us had duplicates. I mean, we went nice. from having our top five favorite Halloweenish characters where we literally all picked. I don't know if anyone, I don't even know if we talked about this, but when we were getting ready for that episode, we literally all picked Donnie Darko as our number one <laughs> yeah. and we had to all change it. We had, a, we kept, I think Greg, you kept that as your number one. We had to all change our picks because of that. So I love that. I'm trying to think of themes and obviously I have a very scream heavy influenced top five list yeah Greg, i can't quite figure yours out it's called a-list actors yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh lord lady is an a-list actor i'm glad you agree i'm glad you agree <laughs> all right but rob i have come up with something really interesting about your list children <laughs> children yeah it's mostly kids yes yeah. because yeah it's a lot of children i mean the yeah. samuel L. jackson yeah. i can't really figure that one out but even <laughs> rick moranis like he is a very childlike, childlike mm-hmm. you know character in yeah. ghostbusters so holy shit yeah i'm just a big kid like i'm a kids. big angry child right now i'm throwing a temper tantrum i'm throwing a temper tantrum tonight it's the bandana it's the bandana oh, bro. that's true it's the bandana right. tonight i want to hear um if you guys have any honorable mentions you know don't spend <laughs> a lot of time on them or if you have ones that you had to remove mm-hmm. Because maybe you didn't understand the rules from the get go. I think I think Greg has like Al Pacino and Scarface. He has like uh, who else? <laughs> what other iconic roles are there, Greg? Charlton Heston and Chariots of Fire. Like, come on, Greg. <laughs> I don't think because they're clearly a main character. So my number three was was Kiefer. It was Kiefer in Lost Boys, right? So that obviously doesn't qualify. Laura probably would have lit a slide. <laughs> no, he is number one. The main. Oh. The main villain, yeah. Before my criteria was like, if I were to just choose, like, if, if you imagine all the actors were a pyramid and who is the number one and anything below that is fair game. But the way that you were defining it was like, you There's could do two pyramids. Yeah. So this There's is a where a good guy and a bad guy. How many pyramids do I have? <laughs> I have like 10, <laughs> 10 pyramids. It's like Egypt <laughs> over here for me. <laughs> Before I knew that, though, my actual number one, which doesn't qualify now, was actually uh, Javier Bardem as Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men. He's like the main villain, isn't he? Oh, my God. Yeah, he's clearly the main villain. But I was thinking, you know, he was kind of like behind Tommy Lee Jones and... um, and and Josh Brolin, he was kind of like a tertiary character in my mind, but clearly the main bad guy. But yeah, and you know, it's kind of a horror-ish movie. And I just thought that his performance stole the show. I mean, he was not the main character, but he just 
to me, he, he even more so than my other picks. He just he just killed it and overshadowed everybody else. But yeah. um, so those were like my my big ones, like on the bubble. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a joke. I I, I like the uh, the saxophone guy from Lost Lost Boy. <laughs> nice, yeah. Oh yeah, that I almost thought good. that he would have been a good character to have like a spinoff show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe he was the the head vampire. You know, but <laughs> and no one knew about it just because he was on stage all the time and. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was, he's like so memorable in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else did I, I think I had Justin Long and Drag Me to Hell. He was also a really mm. good secondary character. Yeah. That um, I think he was probably the best actor to be quite honest with you in that movie. In that mm-hmm. movie, yeah. yeah. So yeah, he, that was another one. You mean you didn't have the goat? Come on. The goat. You gotta have goat. The goat. <laughs> Get away, you bitch. <laughs> Rob's like, Justin Long is the goat. <laughs> oh, he is yeah, the goat. That's true. Exactly. Yeah, yeah just, Justin Long from Drag Me to Hell was my only other like alternate. Oh, nice. Yeah, how did Justin Long not make one of your lists? I don't know. Like, like, Shame. I, like Shame. my love for my love for him is always number one. But based on my top five, like these characters I picked, I just felt like they their their stars shined brighter in those movies for me. You know, and, nice. and not main characters. So yeah. Do you have any honorable mentions that you want to throw out? Justin Long was the only one I had that was like nice. floating around, and I was like, I was gonna honestly put him at number one just for the fuck of it because I love him so much. But I'm like, no, let me just stick true to my real top five child list. It's kind of creepy to say, but yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I had two that were really hard for me. What other squid? Other scream characters are they? It, yep. Uh, one of them is from Scream 2, Jada Pinkett Smith. Another really solid opening. She was fucking fantastic in the opener of Scream 2. Yeah, it didn't make my list, but man, I love her in that movie. My other character uh, is Bill Hader's character from the second It. I love Bill Hader. And I thought he, you know, as being mostly a comedic actor, he really did a great job in that second It movie. Yeah, he did. Like I he, remember being in the movie theater. He stole and the show. It out. Yeah, he did. And he's not the main character by any means. So. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. pick. Honorable mention for sure. Okay, didn't make it, but big fan. Wait, Laura, can you can you quickly read off your your top five? Just the names. Why do you have some weird? No, thing? I'm just I'm thinking. I'm curious. I think the theme in yours is is female. What well, scream? That's no. the theme. I have Anne Hayes. Yeah. Anne Hayes from I know you did last summer. Uh. Joe Turkle as Lloyd from The Shining. Oh, you got Joe in there. Okay. Uh, and then I have... Uh, oh, you had Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Lillard. Okay, so it's a mix. I don't know why I was thinking that you had all actresses. Okay, cool. See, your your Laura Linney is what's throwing me off, but everyone else on your list it's throwing me off, me, too. Yeah, it's throwing everybody off. Needs to be thrown off a bridge, yeah. <laughs> all of these characters to me are like your best friend, big brother vibe. Morgan Freeman? <laughs> yeah, like Morgan Dang. Freeman is like, is like uh, Brad Pitt's like big brother. Oh, like he's taking care of him. That's crazy. You're kind of right. Huh. Like people I would love to hang out with. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is the younger brother, but still he's the brother of Mel Gibson. Uh, and then even the guy from Train to Busan, he almost seems like a big brother compared to the main dude. You know, the main dude does not have his shit figured out. Yeah. And this guy does. Hmm. Greg has yeah. a brother theme. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. That is interesting. Hmm. I don't know. We need to get a psychologist in here to analyze that. That's another weird. pick your poison episode. Analyze. And, and we need somebody to talk to me about my anger issues, I think. <laughs> That's mainly <laughs> what they need to come in for. Intervention, intervention. I'm just yelling to the therapist, Morgan Freeman, like, seriously, come on, you know? Like, come on. 
I mean, even if he literally was the main character, which I don't think he is, how can you ever get upset if someone picks Morgan Freeman for anything? He is God. I'm, well, about that's this. the thing is like I'm saying like I'm not debating Greg on like the his characters they're acting in the movie like they're fucking great besides Laura Lenny. I'm just saying like what they are in those movies like I just don't think they he's a mean character in that movie you know what i mean right. on, whatever let's, let's stop arguing about it i'm gonna you know go another diatribe and get angry again um okay so that's it laura that's the top five that's our lists right that's it that's, it. that's nice. all i got nice nice if anybody wants to email us in let us know how off our lists are mostly maybe greg and laura uh you can email us in conjecture how is my list off oh i don't know that's that's stew pick i i don't know to me he's the main he's one of the main killers they go hand in hand so uh and email us in everybody email us in let us know what you think uh conjecturing pod at gmail twitter instagram at conjecturing pod just say rob thumbs up or something like that you know that'd be pretty cool or rob check into anger management <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that's not, we're not debating that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's it for the episode this week. Uh, second pick your poison. We went from Grav to us yelling at each other. So I don't know where our third one's going to be. That's going to be interesting. So success. It's Greg's yeah. pick. Yeah, it's Greg's pick. Uh, yeah, so next week we got our conjecture choice uh, coming up next week's episode. We're going to be reviewing 1996 The Craft. This was a uh, page uh, pages pick from Revere True Crime podcast, one of the other podcasts on the Slashing Cast podcast network. Uh, she's gonna come on and review that movie with us and have a good time and drink. And you know, I think I was messenger messaging her today, saying I'm gonna send her the drink we're gonna do that week, and she's gonna try oh, to make yes. it. So that'll be super fun. Um, yeah, and then you can check her out Sweet. on Twitter at Revere Crime Pod if anybody wants to check her out and follow her. She has a super cool show. Um, and then uh, keep uh, speaking of conjecture choice, keep sending us in those picks, keep them ringing, uh, keep sending them in for us so we can keep going with those choices. Uh, you can do it conjecturing pod at Gmail and or any of the other uh, contacts. Um, yeah. So uh, speaking, lastly, I just want to say, you know, if you like the pod you know check out the merch we talked about it greg's cup my shirt uh we need to get some scream stuff up there apparently it's laura's favorite thing so we got to get some of that maybe some laura lenny merch laura oh. Lenny merch. <laughs> oh laura has her scream mask you forgot to show us so that's cool nice oh. nice i like it i like it uh yeah you can check out hat. <laughs> yeah we need, we need the full outfit yeah we've got scream merch yeah that's Look true that. we actually do we got the yeah the creep creeping it, creep creep it, it real. real sure that's true that's true yeah you can check that out tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturing pod uh lastly please subscribe rate review our podcast wherever you're listening to it on and check out the slash cast podcast network slash cast.network uh so that's it from the gold room tonight this has been the conjecturing i've been rob and laura and Greg. Yeah, until next time, remember horror is subjective. Our picks are subjective, definitely. Uh, so conjecture <laughs> away. See ya. But don't get angry about it. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>